Welcome to One Long Conversation. I'm Sonia. And I'm Colby. This is a podcast about spiritual awakening. Yeah, and through that we talk about art, culture, conscious parenting, and healing yourself so you can express and freely share your unique perspective with this world. This is a fun and informative conversation that we have daily, and we're sharing it with you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. I know. Well, you were born in winter, so this is an easier season for you. It always has been. Whereas this almost summer solstice baby myself, I've always, I mean, I liked winter when I was a kid um, because when I was growing up in the Great Lakes States, you know, there was all this snow and it was very bright and sunny and there was all this snow and I just loved playing outside. So I loved playing in the snow, Um, but I definitely got tired of it after a while. Having of all course. that snow and cold and everything. But I always noticed that my body was having a hard time. That's what we're talking about today is all of the shifts of your body and your physical health that come with the seasonal changes. Mm. And yes, this is a very Virgo rising topic. Yes. It's a very sixth house topic. <laughs> but it's what's loud right now. And it's it's I wanna I wanna talk about this on the podcast because being a wellness counselor, I get continuous messages from my clients, my my regular clients, about their health and their wellness. And many of them are listening to this podcast. So it's really important for everybody, I feel, to understand the basics of your health. First of all, the soil is depleted, period, globally. The soil is depleted. Everybody needs to supplement now on this planet. And we just upped our game on the supplements. And you've been noticing a big difference. Yeah, tremendous. Um, I mean, it's... I think most people are probably deficient in some vitamins or another, you know, and whether that's something that you want to get tested or that's something that you want to just kind of experiment with Uh, either way. I mean, I, I didn't even know that I was deficient in a lot of things until I started actually taking like ionic minerals, for example, and feeling how they impacted my body. And it's really just, it's, it's, it's a, a mental clarity as well as a physical clarity. It's, it's a speed of, of thought. It's, it's a way of, it's a way of feeling. Uh, it's 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 a lack of emotional imbalance and a restoration of center. So it's it's all of these things and yeah. So I I mean I really have nothing but good things to say about when you are wanting to we would say raise your consciousness, but really it's about expanding your consciousness to see more of what's actually here. And we're in the physical body, and this is third dimension. You want to get the optimal, most absorbable water-soluble vitamins, fat-soluble vitamins, ionic minerals. Why ionic? Because ionic is the cell is, or the particle is smaller than the human cell and the cell will absorb it then. You want to get 
liquids into your body. And I don't mean liquids from a local health food store that's got a bunch of natural flavors and fructose and whatever in it. That's tough. I'm talking about really good. And and I've only been able to find these in our really good health food store here and online. So my, my very first nutrition teacher, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, he is, and he, he turned 80 last year and in 2023, he's amazing. I studied with him on and off for several years. And when I was really getting into the bulk of his, of his nutrition program, he actually closed it because he wanted to focus on, um, reversing diabetes in 30 days on a juice cleanse. And so he and his team shut down his nutrition program, but I was really blessed to be able to study with him as much as possible. And he has a superfood store online where he sells some of the best supplements on the planet that I found. And I have taken, I've taken pretty much all of them. You have too, because I raised you on that. You know, when I was uh, in the seventies, when I was, was a, a little kid, multivitamins were a new thing and to try to market these to children. And I didn't know it at the time, but these were synthetic vitamins. They would make vitamin multivitamins. My mouth is watering. Just talking about it. I can actually taste that in my mouth. <gasps> That's crazy. I'm having a Pavlov's dog moment. Oh my. That's so weird. I'm like, this is how I, things get very experiential for me. The power of the mind. I had to swallow because I could. Okay. So the Flintstones, the Flintstones. The You've Flint, told me about Yes. This I've told everybody about this. And anybody who was raised in the seventies and the early eighties knows all about the Flintstones vitamins. They were synthetic. They came off of yeast. And so it was a very strong yeasty flavor. So they added sugar and artificial color to it. And the artificial color, we wanted to get the brightest color. They put too many of Fred and Barney's in the bottles, plastic bottle as well. Plus it was new. It was plastic bottles in the 70s. And we were looking for the Betty and the Wilmas. And there were too many Bam Bams. And it was rare if you found a Pebbles. Pebbles was the daughter with a bone in her hair, little redhead. And I remember seeing, I wanted the Betty, the Betty one, which was Barney's wife because it was purple. And that was my favorite color. And so my sister and I would pick out our vitamin every day, our little, the little figure that they would make it into, put it on our tongue. I'm salivating again. And we would enjoy looking at the, the color rubbing off on our tongue. Oh, look, my tongue is purple. Oh, my tongue is pink. Oh, my tongue is green. As if that's healthy. So (laughs) that's my point of bringing up all of this, as if it's healthy. No, it's not. But that was a big time to have that. And then they had a multivitamin. I don't know what company that put it out, but I would probably wager a guess that Procter & Gamble was the one behind all of that. It was called one a day. You take one vitamin pill a day, one a day. And then if you needed it with iron for a menstruating woman, it was one a day plus, plus iron. 
Nana took that, of course. And that started us on our vitamin journey until Nana really discovered that the health food stores that we took Sonia to for her special food, because Sonia was allergic to everything, had better multivitamins than the drugstore did. That's when Nana really got into all the vitamins. Vitamin pills, vitamin tablets, vitamin pills, vitamin tablets, and capsules of vitamin E in a gelatin capsule that if she had a skin problem, she would prick a pinhole in it and squeeze it out on her skin and her skin would heal up. Vitamin E topically is amazing. I use it on my eczema, my dermatitis. So that's how it got into there. But that's how we got into it. But then I got out of it. And I, and like, I always look at life through algorithms. And when I got out of taking vitamins and minerals, when I was in my twenties, when I moved to New York and started my Broadway career, I wasn't taking vitamins and minerals. I didn't have the money. And I just thought, oh, it's just a waste of time. My diet was horrible. And yeah, I started having health problems, even though I was really young, I was having health problems. It wasn't until I got pregnant with you. And then, you know, you're just told you're going to go on prenatal vitamins. And I was 27 and going into 28 when I got pregnant with you and you're going to take multivitamins. And I got back into multivitamins and of course I noticed a difference and I was like, okay, there's something to this. So then I just kept getting multivitamins and I was taking the tablets and some capsules, but there weren't, there wasn't really any liquid back then, not much. And it wasn't until Kyan was born after he was born in 2004 and I was seeing a chiropractor, I went to a chiropractor, a new chiropractor who took x-rays of the spine and he showed me my, he says, come here, I want to show you your x-ray. Did you find something? What did you find? He goes, I did find something. I'm, I'm suddenly worried and I'm skeptical. Anyway, I'm a very skeptical person with the medical establishment. He shows me my x-ray of my stomach, the stomach in the front of the spine and there's little circles and long, there's pills, pills and tablets, pills and tablets that are not digested, just sitting there. You, that was the exact same reaction you had <laughs> when I told you at the time when you were at the Odyssey program and you did the same thing, you had just entered the Odyssey program and you were like, I can't hear this. No. <laughs> That's just gross. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me, the chiropractor said to me, I see this too often. These are not digestible for the body. Get liquid, liquid only. So I did. I switched to liquid and they were making more liquid multivitamins because apparently people were seeing this on all their x-rays. So that's when I got you on multivitamins again. And cause you, I had gotten you children's chewables. You were taking nature's way children's chewables with the cherry flavor. It actually had real cherry essential oil. in Yeah. It. I remember it. Cherry juice with um, Yeah. And you loved it. You loved the crunch. I did. I did really. <laughs> they were wafers. They were really tasty. You'd suck on it. Like it was a piece of candy and you would, you would ask me for more. Mars was the one who got in. <laughs> That's right. I remember this. got into the refrigerator and began That's to so eat a quarter of the bottle of them. Because that, I, I, that was a memory that I did not even know. I still had. <laughs> <laughs> Mars ended up eating a quarter of the bottle of them. I'm like, <gasps> and so I, I, you know, I, I, I texted or I didn't text and I didn't have text. Then Mars was little. We, that's when we had email and I emailed Dr. Liz. 
And I'm like, is this harmful? It took Dr. Liz a while to get back to me. And finally, Dr. Liz was like, well, is Mars okay? It's been, how long has it been now since you sent this email? I'm like, it's been a week. Was Mars fine? I said, yeah, I, th I think Mars just had a really big poop. <laughs> and, and that was a, so I was like, okay, we know that they're not harmful when you take too many, but, and I was like, so that's when I had to put them up and hide them and everything because Mars liked the flavor because they were a really good cherry juice flavor. I got you guys into them. I noticed that you guys were feeling better. I always noticed, I noticed with the liquids that I felt better. So I continue to take vitamins. Then the Vitality Herbs and Clay Company comes into my world in 2010. I'm taking those. I start backing off from taking the multivitamins. I didn't want to be dependent upon buying all these vitamins all the time. And I'm like, I should be getting this from my food. Now I know logically the soil is depleted, but I sometimes get this way. So I'm just taking Vitality Herbs and Clay. So it's digestive bitters and the probiotics and all of these amazing herbs and clay. And I felt really good. And I was on all these cleanses and everything. Bringing me up to then we come back from South America in 2017 and I'm, my body's going into menopause. I'm not taking any supplements. Now menopause was smooth for me. I had one blip of a hot flash. I used essential oils to get rid of it. But then I began to notice my body in 2020 quickly starting to degenerate. And I have a clean diet. I have a regular yoga practice. I'm drinking spring water. I'm drinking green tea every day. I'm, I mean, I'm a food purist, but yet my body's degenerating really quickly. Why is it doing that? Because it wasn't getting the nutrition that it needed especially going into menopause. And I would say for women who are not even in perimenopause yet, the phase before menopause, get on the supplements now. It's going to make it so much smoother. You're a young man. You're, you're preparing next month for your 27th birthday. And you're already noticing a difference. Yeah. I mean, it adds. Um, and I guess that's really, that's really all that I can say about it is it just, it, it just adds, like I already said, clarity, regulation of the mood. Um, I, I feel much more balanced than I've felt in a really long time. Cause I've always kind of, I took my mood for granted. So I took, I took like the most important thing that really matters when balancing a life to me is mood. And I really took my mood for granted. And as a result, it's kind of like up, down, up, down, up, down. And all of these things that I've started doing have really gone into regulating the mood and, and, and balancing it. And I would say it's a combination of diet, vitamins, supplements, but also meditation and really just creating and building a life that gives me time and space to reflect and focus and, and being very honest about what it is that, that I, that I need and don't need. Absolutely. Because we're in the physical body, the physical body needs to flow synergistically. We need to balance the polarities all the time. If your body is malnourished, 
that's not going to happen. It's going to be very challenging. And I've learned this the hard way and I've upped my game with the supplements even more because now my body is middle-aged. I get a broader consciousness when my body is really, really healthy. And there's people are always surprised to learn that I grew up for the first, I would say 20, well, the first 20 years of my life, total junk food, absolute standard American diet. That's how I know what I know and where I'm coming from. I did not grow up with a healthy diet at all. We ate candy for snacks. I spent my allowance on candy. I ate Cheetos. I ate snack cakes. I never drank water. I drank soda pop. They called it pop because I grew up in the Great Lakes States in the Midwest. Everything was pop. And I ate potato chips, dairy. I ate dairy with every meal. Dairy is like the one of the worst things you could put in your body. One of the worst. It wasn't into dessert. I mean, I loved ice cream. Um, I couldn't eat chocolate, except I would eat the candy bars and then I would get sick. I'd get migraines. But I was sick all the time. I was sick all the time. And when I first became vegan, and I'm not vegan now, I'm whole food plant-based. But when I first became vegan in 1990, it was junk food. It was all junk, junk, junky. It was sugar, salt, fat. There was nothing really healthy about it because I was literally just switching from eating it in animal, eating the diet that I knew in animal to eating the diet that I knew without animal. And I didn't feel good. My consciousness was struggling. I was constantly struggling to be present in the moment. My thoughts were all over the place, very erratic. My emotions were offline. I took everything personally. I had very little sense of humor. I had a hard time seeing myself. And I've noticed that when my nutrition is strong in my body, I'm grounded. I'm hydrated. I'm more relaxed with who I am. I'm accepting with who I am. My psychic senses are much more online, focused, working, operating. I have a sense of clarity. I can hear my guides very clearly. I can see the, the wide picture. I can see the patterns. I can see people's patterns. I can see my own patterns. I can see your patterns. I can see Kyan and Mars patterns. I can see the patterns of the cats. I can see everything. It becomes very obvious to me when my nutrition is really high. And it's something that is not emphasized in this world, especially in the entire continent of North America. Humans are so addicted to food for drug, food for escape. The only way that you are going to be able to heal yourself is to go into the grief, to go into the anger, into the rage. I had to do that. I had to go into my rage and my anger and I was malnourished when I was feeling that. And it was really, really hard. Get your nutrition high and go into those deep, dark, heavy emotions. They're never to be avoided. Those emotions were never to be avoided. We're here to experience all emotions and express them because they're a moment of learning for us. But it's easier to do that 
when your body is circulating properly and it's balanced and your endocrine system is balanced and you're secreting your proper hormones because they have all of the proper light codes, which is really what vitamins and minerals are. They're light codes. When they have those light codes, when you have enough protein that your body can absorb and you have enough carbohydrates and you have enough of all of that, the body needs electricity. That's what it's fueling on. And the supplements, when they're good and they're plant-based and they are viable, they have that. So when we're going through these seasonal changes, everybody's been messaging me and sharing with me all their body imbalances. Skin issues. I got somebody who messaged me that is not even a client of mine that they're, they just asked me a question through the, through the email. People do this from time to time. Their hair is falling out and they want to know, they saw that I had, I had commented on um, a urine therapy uh, YouTube channel and they wanted to know if urine therapy would help that. And if I knew of any other supplements, my hair is falling out. And I've noticed that I've got vision imbalances and I'm like, you're malnourished. Urine therapy can help that, but you've got to get your nourishment up so that your urine holds that kind of nutrition as well. But people are having a lot of physical issues. And I've got, I mean, even like little things, like I cut my right thumb yesterday cutting open a watermelon and I've got right peck that's bruised and ribs are out. And I mean, people are messaging me with all kinds of these issues with their bodies. Everybody's having some sort of body issue, especially in the Northern hemisphere, because we're in the winter time. And a lot of that has to do with, we just came out of a huge portal in a gateway. The solstice was major with that full moon right there at the, at the tail end of it, Mercury finally just started retrograde or sorry, just started direct though. So that's going to be a lot easier, but this is a time to really focus on getting your nutrition really, really high. And this is a time to go on a cleanse, clean up your diet. Definitely. When was the last time that we did a cleanse? When was the last time you did like wormwood or, or like the any of the vitality herbs and clay cleanses? We haven't talked about um, that in a while. It was a couple months ago. I I've did you do one a couple months ago? Yeah, I started it, but to be honest, then I I just stopped doing it because I didn't really need it. Yeah, I I, I feel fine. I you like, felt like it was good. Yeah, I I um I mean we went through. We, we did that one. When was that? That was like... Well, I do them four times a year, but I missed winter solstice. Oh, well, no. I do but them I, at the solstice. When the was equinoxes. the one that we did together that was like the first one that we had done? The very first big one? That was yeah. when we first moved here to JC and we, okay. we moved into the yeah, apartment. That was, and I took you through... I first I took you to, through Wormwood for 10 I days. I would say that's the last time I really did one. And that was, that was good and that was very helpful. But I've pretty much cleaned up so much in my, of my like diet and everything yeah, ever since have. then. I really, I, I don't have that kind of imbalance going on in my body. I, I feel strong. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I like to do a 14 day, um, herbal cleanse with wormwood and black walnut hull just to get rid of parasites. I like to do them on the solstices and the equinoxes for 14 days. And I missed this solstice. Mm -hmm. So I'll wait until the equinox 
Um, but I don't feel like my body actually has any of that. It's really my focus. Probably I didn't do it because I felt like I didn't need it. Um, or it would have come up, but mm-hmm. I, um, I really just needed to get my nutrition mm-hmm. back up. And yesterday hydrochloric acid, cause when you get older, your stomach acid reduces. So I'm just starting on hydrochloric acid and it's been a long time since I've done it. And I noticed an, an immediate difference. Mm-hmm. So, and then we just got digestive enzymes and I just started on that. And I always notice an, an immediate change. And I'm like, why do I stop taking these things? I think it's because there's a part of me that's saying, why do I have to take these things? Uh, yes, yes. I think a lot of people struggle. will do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People will say to me, oh my gosh, shouldn't the food have that? It should, but it doesn't. It doesn't have that. Yeah. Well, and chances are that a lot of the the food that people are eating especially doesn't have that. And so I don't know. I, I find that maybe there is some some dishonesty with the self in terms of the expectations about what one should be receiving and what one is actually intaking, you know? <laughs> well, I when I was doing the system job and I was in a I was in a store that was selling cigarettes and I was waiting for an order and and um there's this big bold sign up that says whatever what what is what's the cigarette company again rj j something morrison what is that i don't know i, totally I know forgot. camel and marlboro yeah but it's the company that owns them it's oh, the no it's the r it's like the rj reynolds company or something like that yeah it's cigarettes. like a it's like a texan name okay well no this is blatantly in your face right over the counter I don't pay attention to cigarettes. No, I wasn't paying attention to cigarettes. <laughs> the sign wasn't anywhere near the cigarettes. The sign was right there in your face at the counter. And it's right there. And it's long. And they put a new one up. And it says, "The what did it say? Federal law has made R.J. Reynolds post this. And it says, it says, cigarettes, particularly nicotine, alters your brain chemistry so that you crave the cigarette and you have to get more. That's true. And I'm thinking, yep, now if they would only put those kind of signs for sugar, sugar, (laughs) the CNA sugar company has been forced by federal courts. It'd be on almost everything. It would be on everything, every package. The federal court wants you to know, is mandated that you must know that sugar alters your brain chemistry. And if you eat this, you will immediately crave it and you will become addicted. And then when you eat all that sugar and you become addicted, it depletes your nutrition. Wouldn't it be amazing if they were... If we were growing, and I know there's particular climate for sugar cane, but if we could grow sugar cane and the actual stalks, I have never had pure sugar cane ever. And I understand. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good. It's supposed to be really, yeah. really good. And I understand that you can actually brush your teeth with the frayed cane oh, after you, I know, after huh. you suck out the cane juice. I've met people from Africa who grow up on sugarcane farms and when we were in Portland and I asked them about this at the co-op up there and we had gotten on the subject of talking about sugar and then he asked me, he says, with his very thick dialect, he says, have you ever had sugarcane? I said, I haven't. He goes, oh, it's the best. And I said, 
I understand that. And I said, I'm not in an area where it grows. He says, you could greenhouse grow it here. And he said, once you're done, he says, you chew on the edge of the kink because it's cut off with the machete. You suck out the delicious brown tan syrup full of minerals, it's full of vitamins. He says, so delicious. He says, it's not a treat. It's your food. He said, and you feel so nourished. You don't get that high and that drop that you would get from the processed. And he said, and then you're chewing on the cane. And as you chew it, it becomes frayed. And then he says, it's just like a neem stick. Then you brush your teeth with it. And he said in that the saliva mixed with the cane juice and the little frayed pieces of the stalk create an enzyme that reverses cavities. I said, that's crazy. Sugar cane prevents cavities? He goes, it does. That's why Africans have such great teeth. I was like, what? And he said, oh, that's fascinating. He said, that just goes to show you how far off processed sugar got. He said, when you take anything out of its natural state, it will harm your body instead of help your body. That was fascinating. And I was like, well, I want some sugar cane now. <laughs> But I've never been to, I don't, I don't think I've ever been to an area of the world where sugarcane just grows naturally. But um, yeah, I mean, amazing. It would, it would put a huge industry out of business. Yes. And that's why we don't know anything <laughs> about that. So know. multiple industries, honestly, it would put multiple industries into, into a complete disarray. It would, but yeah, that's, I have to stay away from all of that, but I would love to try sugarcane. Just like I know that I really need to stay away from like processed cacao. What they're talking about is cacao. Um, but I have never had an actual cacao pod fruit before. And I understand it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. The fat and some of the juice inside it's got to be incredible. I would absolutely love it. I would absolutely love to have the whole food forms of all of this addictive processed food that is so readily available in every society globally. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the, I mean, one of the biggest reasons why we even got to a place where we have all that processed food is because of regionality and you can't live in areas of the world that don't, that, okay. So if you live like in, the Pacific Northwest and we, and it, we didn't have processed food, we wouldn't be able to get sugar cane. There's no way. So the it's only, like, there's no sugar around here. Yeah. The, the sugar that you, that the indigenous sugar that grew here, that the nations ate, they had a very limited diet because they ate what was here. They had the bulbs, the roots and beets were not originally here. It was the camas bulb, which is, um, in the onion family. So they made everything out of camas and berries. And there were a couple other roots that they picked. And then there were all of these greens. Mm -hmm. We could still, I mean, if we, if we lived in a society where there was, where processed food was that low, we could, we could still ship seeds. So we could grow any crops that are grow in similar climates. We could grow them here. So we wouldn't necessarily be restricted to like the diet of like the original, the original Americas, but, but anything that doesn't grow in a specific climate, I mean, the processing is what enables those things to be packaged and shipped. 
So that's, I mean, that's why those things exist. It's due to supply and demand. It's, it's not, there's not really any other reason, you know, anything that's, anything that's monetary really came after the fact. It's the, the whole reason that somebody ever creates an innovation like that is to fulfill a need. So when people ask for something, then there are people out there who think, oh, well, how can I make that happen? And then they make it happen. And then it becomes a billion dollar business, you know, and then it's more about money. Absolutely. And it, I mean, all of that started by people going to other places, getting that food that they tried in, a, in another land. Like how did, how did Chinese tea come to North America? Because people shipped it over <laughs> from where it originates, and it only originates from Asia. Mm-hmm. And Europe got it from Asia and then brought it over here to the Americas. And suddenly tea is here. Coffee came from South America and from Africa. And that was brought up. Anything that's that we eat today is actually originally grown all around the equator and in the jungles of the equator. So people were going to those areas and loving those things and then bringing them back to the, oh, my family has to try this. I did the same thing with you guys when I went to Brazil and I had manioca root. Right. Oh my gosh. I was like, I have to take, that was the one thing. I was like, I have to take this back to my kids. And I, I was asking the guides the whole time. I'm like, nobody's going to. And I literally had the piece of boiled salted manioca root in a, in a cup in just a disposable cup, and I literally kept it in my jacket pocket. Not covered up, nothing. And I literally just said, I am literally going to, because it was my breakfast that morning, I'm literally going to bring this for a day and a half back to my kids so that they can try this. No one ever questioned me. It made it through x-ray. It was literally, I literally just took it out. It had a lid on it. I took it out And nobody even asked me, oh, is this your drink? No, it was just like, oh, let me put that down. Let me go through the scanner. Let me get my cup. I'm going to put it back in my coat pocket. And I was like, wow, I'm really doing this. I am really able to travel with this manioka root in this cup. And that was the very first thing when I landed. And I came back and I was like, I brought you guys something amazing. One of the most favorite things I ever have had in my life. And it's in only in Brazil. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's how that happens is that people do that. And then, you know, enough people taste it in a region and they say, I want more. Where do I get this? And then there's the processing because you have to ship it and Mm -hmm. all of that. But it's, it becomes very unhealthy. Of course. For your body, which is why we always talk about, you know, buy local and, and forage and get as much of your food wild as you can and grow your food. And yeah, we're in a really interesting time when it comes to all this stuff. Um, I, I see, I see both perspectives on this. I think, I think ideally there's a happy medium between processing and packaging foods and maintaining nutritional health. And a lot of it comes down to logistic reasons as well. I mean, simply the, the loss of minerals in the soil, you know, is, is, in part due to the sheer amount of people that need to be fed and the sheer amount of animals that need to be fed. And so it's like the depletion of those minerals is going to happen because of the way farming is done. You know, we could reinvent that and we could, we could introduce uh, more agriculturally friendly practices, um, permaculture, things like that. That's the key. However, I, I will say that, I don't know of anyone 
I could be wrong, but I don't know of anyone who's practiced permaculture on a scale that large agricultural farms are using. So I don't know of anyone who's practiced permaculture to satiate the demand of like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. There are people that are doing it now. I watch them on exploring alternatives. They're doing it now. They're just fighting. They're fighting big ag. That's what that's about well, the, the, is fighting most the industry. Of, most of the land that, that is used for that farming is big ag. So there hasn't really been an opportunity, but I mean, I'm talking, those are big numbers. I don't know of any permaculture farms that supply to like as many, as many people as a big ag farm would. They're trying to, but they're being blocked politically, financially. Sure. They're being blocked, but they're trying but to. It's been going on I guess for a long the, time. The, the point is that, the point is that, there's there's a lot of reasons why it is that things are happening the way that they are now. And while I would like to see things change, I also think that I also think that we have to keep in mind that like there are literally so many people that if we if we used a lot of more naturalistic methods, we would also have to lose a lot of people in order to be able to make up for the land, the tending of the land, the time that it would take to produce certain things. Um, because a lot of our land at this point is is barren and and it takes time to rejuvenate that it also takes nature working with you to rejuvenate that so conditions have to be correct in order to be able to set up those farming practices and you can do some really amazing things you can take some like some barren soil and turn it into a food forest but like that it takes time to develop that and it takes time to make sure that all those crops come together so it's like it's it's one of those things where it's like i think the vision for everything being naturalistic is beautiful but i think it needs to be combined with a little bit of what we're doing now in order to for it to be practical because i don't see the practicality in a large scale serving the entire world sort of way unless we had literally started doing it from the beginning Thank you so much uh, to everyone who listened to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, feel free to check us out on Instagram at One Long Conversation to get some updates on our future episodes, our future content. Um, you can also follow us on Patreon and become a member. We have a lot of interesting and awesome perks and uh, cool ways to connect with us and, and our community that we're forming there. So go over to Patreon uh, at One Long Conversation. And you'll find us there. Um, we also have these episodes going out on YouTube now. So if you go to YouTube, yet again, at One Long Conversation, uh, you will find video versions of these episodes. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. We'll see you next time.